Welcome to Cancelled. Hey, everybody. Bob Kuzravi's here. We are fucking doing it. We're trudging through. <laughs> Making it once. Uh, this is episode seven and eight. Yes, sir. Of The Lone Gunman. Uh, how you been? How'd the taping go? Good, man. Oh, the taping went well. It was good. It was yeah. good. Um, I had a good time. Sold out crowd. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out when I yeah. actually get a copy. Of the yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Uh... By taping, we mean my album recording. I don't know if anyone... Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it prior, so I figured people will know he was taping an album for stand-up records. Uh, I haven't been doing fuck all. Did you take the last week off? I didn't do shit. I mean, I worked my shitty bar gig, but other than that, I didn't do a fucking thing. I was laying low. It felt real good. I got high as shit and watched uh, a bunch of Cowboy Bebop with Jake, and then... Uh, I just continued to. I was like, I'm going to do this professionally. I'm going to get high <laughs> like a professional to make this show better. And then I just was like, I'll just stick with the getting high part. Uh, but where we are, we can just jump into this. Yeah. Episode seven and eight. Now, you were just telling me you really liked episode seven. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. I'm going to come. I'm going to come clean. I loved this episode. Who? Okay. Like from the beginning of this episode, I, I enjoyed it. Well, for, uh, the episode opens with like. The classic, like, if you put a thousand monkeys in a room, they'll eventually write the... Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the quote was. It's something like they'll write the collective works of Shakespeare. It's not about monkeys being able to learn how to write, which is one why the show's (laughs) dumb. Uh, for starters, like it, so it literally opens with like a room full of monkeys at like word processors. So let me, and I was like, is this just a commentary on the writing staff of this fucking dumb show? (laughs) It's a bunch of fucking monkeys slamming I, I, keyboards. For me, it was the opposite. And again, I might be suffering from uh, Stockholm Syndrome at this point <laughs> and just want to love my captors. Uh, but it, the opening with the monkeys and keyboards, that was like, oh, sold. I love monkeys. <laughs> They're sitting in a room banging on keyboards. This is great. You already have me. But here's the thing. like that. So the, the quote isn't about like... If given enough time, monkeys will learn how to write. Yeah, which is apparently what this show seems to think. Uh, it's just about the about randomness, and given an infinite period of time, everything will come up in order. Uh, everything will come right. up eventually, including those particular letters in order. But I does I feel like they don't get that on this show because it seems to be and like. So there's a whole thing. Right, so the premise is that this government lab is trading super smart monkeys right. because they want to eventually make other animals that are super smart to use as spies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you like, oh, there's a house cat. No one's going to notice it, but he's then listening in and can report back on. Shit. Which I like when they went to that as a as the idea it just made me giggle because it's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm also sure. it's not that far fetched of like a thing the government would do because like they literally tried to kill Cuba with like. Exp- Exploding cigars and like <laughs> cat bombs. That's yeah. a thousand percent a factual thing. So, like, I wouldn't. There was a whole. Yeah. Gu- like, that movie, The Men Who Stare at Goats, was like a book. That happened. They literally tried Trained. to get psychics people to kill goats with their minds. <laughs> that was our government. So, like, the idea that they would come up with super smart animals, not a, a wildly out of the realm of possibility idea for the government. But here's my problem. There's, they don't ever do anything with these animals. Like, they're not genetically altered. They don't give them some sort of super drug. They're literally just like, peanuts? Your name is Peanuts. Like, that's all they're, that's the only training they seem to do with these monkeys. So, I, like, I think what happened here is they skipped to the middle again where the monkeys have been genetically altered. Okay. And they're like various alterations to each monkey. And yeah. I, I get, cause I was thinking the same thing when that scene opened up and the monkeys are typing. I was like, okay, I get the, kind of the gag here but then mm. they were playing it in the background and i guess what they wanted to see is if any of these monkeys could just 
accidentally <laughs> hear the word. <laughs> type them out. So we, each one of these monkeys, there should have been a better, there should have defined better, like what, that the monkeys were different experimentations. Right. They didn't do that. They didn't do that at all. It's it literally just, just like, a room full of monkeys dressed like beatniks. Yeah. For some reason, they're all wearing like black <laughs> turtlenecks. I love and they're that. just typing. That so funny to me. Uh, I did laugh particularly hard. Or, I, I did laugh particularly hard. There's a scene where one of the doctor, the doctor, the head doctor, uh, Hazlip, I think his name is, is like, my name is Dr. Hazlip. <laughs> and it's like a little kid's like magnetic letters on a board spells out Hazlip. And it's like, well, what's your name? Your name is Peanut. And he spells out Peanut. And he has to leave the room for a second. And when he comes back, <laughs> the monkey has changed his name to Asslips. Uh, I laughed out loud at Asslips. <laughs> and again, I don't know if it's lowered expectations. But there's – or if they just – like like we've kind of figured – like they, they're writing the show towards 12-year-olds and I just yeah. have the fucking mentality of they a 12-year-old. The, well, but ass the, lips made me laugh really hard. So I'm going to be honest with you. This is, the, this is the gag. Like that's when I was like, okay, I'm really enjoying – this whole – I love this whole episode. <laughs> okay. even, the, even the ass lips thing where I, I put a marker next to another butt joke. That is another but- butt <laughs> <laughs> But it made me laugh. Yeah, like, I, I laughed. Genuinely I laughed out loud. Gag. I loved this one. Uh, but then, the, uh, but, but then there's another gag, the not monkey related. That not only did I not laugh, I got legitimately angry at. Uh, it, so after the opening, there's a scene with Eve Harlow, and she's like seducing a guy in a bar. And obviously, she's getting up there to get something from him or whatever. She like right. gets him up to, so to her hotel room. But when she goes up to her hotel room, Frohickey and Langley are waiting up there, and they're like, what's the deal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Langley comes out of the bathroom and is like, hey, there's a water fountain in there. And he's like wiping off his lips. <laughs> and Frohickey's Fro like, that's a bidet. That's hilarious. That's not hilarious. It's no, the no. hackiest, worst no. fucking joke. I, I agree with you, but the hack part. I mean, like, I was so busy typing notes that I missed that entire <laughs> gag. That's funny to me that I missed that they gag. They literally made that joke in Crocodile Dundee. Oh, like, that's how yeah. old that joke is. I was too busy laughing about the fact that she walks in the room. So this is the first scene I'd seen her in where there was like 10 seconds on, of her on screen right. where she was not lit in that half of that's true yeah yeah, yeah. i noticed, I noticed that as well dark. she looked like a normal person yeah. and then she walks in the hotel room hits a button jazz music starts playing and i was like oh man they don't make hotels anymore with jazz music just <laughs> <plays instantly." laughs> and then she pulled sodium pentothal out of the mini fridge i was like wow this is service and that's what i was busy typing when i missed that gag that bidet gag uh yeah so she's gonna like truth serum that guy but he the mm-hmm. Frohick and Langley blow it as always because they're fucking idiots and they proceed to be idiots for the next two episodes. Um, but they have gotten this email and it's clearly from the monkey, but they don't know yeah. it's from the monkey. And you're like, this is from you. You're just start trying to set us up for that. I do like that they finally have caught on to her thing and just say it flat out. They're like, <laughs> we're going to do all the hard work and then you're going to come in at the end and take everything like you always do. Like, I was like, all right, good for you guys to finally catch on that. Figured it out. Uh, but they hadn't figured it out yet. And then the other fucking, so they find out that the, like, can we? Can I say one yeah, yeah, thing yeah, about please, this episode? That I, just in this middle here, like they prove over and over again that there's not a woman writer on staff in this sh- for this show. That's wow. the impression I got because she immediately is like, "You idiots! You ruined my plan. There's three dudes are going to show up and kill everyone in the room now." Right. And then she walks outside. And if you're watching this episode, there's a very important moment here. She climbs the wall. 
Yeah. But right before she does, she lets her hair down. <laughs> and I was like, there's no woman on staff. Because if there was a single woman on yeah, staff yeah, at this they'd show, be they'd like, be like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. That's not how that works. <laughs> I've never seen a girl with long hair in my life be like, ah, got a difficult task. Ahead of me. Be- let me let my hair down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking idiotic. Uh, but th- so the note basically tells them, like, meet, meet me here. Like, I'm being held captive in this yeah. horrible lab. They're taking my dignity. It doesn't mention he's a monkey. <laughs> they go, like, my meet us. My slave name is Peanuts. That was my favorite My line. slave <laughs> name is Peanuts was pretty good. Uh, meet me at this place. Bring bolt cutters or whatever because they're going to they like, we need you to break me out of this prison. When they show up, there's just all these monkeys. And Jimmy's like, I think that's Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> no reason at all. And they're like, why, Jimmy? And he's like, well, because uh, he's looking right at us. And even Lang's like, well, you think he's looking right at us, a monkey. And then, like, the monkey waves. And he waved. And he's like, oh, and you know why else I think it's him? If I had a monkey, I'd maybe name him Peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> or maybe Admiral Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, fair enough. A couple of good jokes. Um, uh, immediately followed by Jimmy being a fucking idiot again. He's like, I'm right. going to get that monkey. And he's just like, there's not, there, it's broad daylight. There's no, like, cover of darkness. They're not wait. like, we'll come back and sneak in. Middle of the day. People around, they just walk down there to start clipping the fence, let the monkey out. The monkey not like he gets knocked out. The monkey gets ha- like doesn't get all the way away because he's hiding in that van in the, in the, yeah, the, the monkey lung, bolts and lone then, lone gunman's van. I, I love this. I didn't even think about this until you just because I've just gotten so used to this show doing these things. Yeah, uh, this is like a Department of Defense installation. Yeah, that you're breaking into, <laughs> yeah. and they just roll up to it in the middle of the day. No one says a word. They're they're like eight feet from the fence. They're not even far. They're not hiding at all. Uh, there's another thing about this episode. So, like, the whole point, like, so they they bring the monkey, like, Jimmy gets captured because he's been knocked unconscious. Uh, the rest of them take off with the monkey back to the hideout or whatever. Uh, eventually, they're both, this is what idiot, they keep like, all right, spill it, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey can't talk. Like, even, and even at some point, it's like it's a chimp. He doesn't have vocal cords, like, because he can't talk. Let him type, because obviously he can email. And that's, like, he has, like, a voice translator thing and it's like type to text right. uh, or type to speech or whatever but then fucking at, like the whole he's going on about like they make me like I don't have any dignity I'm forced to do all these experiments one the experiments aren't that fucking bad they yeah. seem to be mostly typing and then a guy trying to teach you sign language <laughs> like that's not just if they showed one thing that was like electroshock or some all right. like there'd be some sympathy and I mean I guess I have sympathy for like lab animals in general but like Monkeys seem to be doing fine. None of the other monkeys are pissing a bitch at all. Like, yeah, they're just giving you treats. They're giving you treats, and then you got to occasionally bang on a keyboard. Like that's right. that sounds fine. It's most of my day, honestly, <laughs> is I eat a banana and like bang away on a keyboard. Like <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, the other thing is this episode, like in that vein, this episode is about it's horrible that this animal is being forced to do shit it doesn't want to do. Right? Yeah. It's all about how it's like I don't I, like even if it's the experiments aren't that bad, I'm still not free. I'm still being forced to do stuff that like I don't want to do. Uh which is exactly what's happening to the actor monkey that's being forced to be on this fucking show in the first place, right? Like yeah. it's a little me- it's like yeah. a, it's like they're not catching on to the meta-ness of you are also abusing animals at least as badly. You know how they make like animals smile at you, they hit them with sticks. Like that's oh, how they make animals be fucking actors. So you're not any better than these people. Man. Uh 
I don't know what. Yeah, I you like this episode. I would think way more than I did. I did. I, I got to be honest with you. It's just because I love monkeys. <laughs> is that it? I did write I my like, first. This is just the best. There's monkeys playing around. It's all so there was. So I agree with you on this point. This is a failure of this of, of this entire series. Is that they never make any real stakes. And it would be better if the monkey was being tortured. But the the show is also. I don't want to watch a bunch of monkeys be yeah, tortured. I'm not saying better. <laughs> yeah. I mean like as far as like just yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that we were we were like yeah, That's, save those monkeys. Save that monkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, ultimately the show is just about love right this monkeys in love which that's the other end of it so like that immediately of course of course the second the guy the doctor is like we separate the male and the female monkeys i was yeah. like oh he's trying to get some monkey pussy that's all this is <laughs> and yeah, i'm a hundred percent right because so the so both so he tells them like look i'm not i don't want to go back but and i don't want to help you because i don't give like i did like that bit the yeah. monkey's like why should i help people i don't it's like like because you have to help. americans have a right to know your story like, i don't give a shit about americans i'm not american <laughs> his voice translation is british it's, Ed, it's edward woodward who used <laughs> yeah. to play that equalizer and fucking langley's like oh that's right he's british <laughs> it made me laugh it's like it like they're dude that it's total... funny it's funny because like they play like they play jimmy to be an idiot when they're clearly all idiots yeah and the jokes where Jimmy's the idiot are sort of too broad. Like, they're just, they're too, he's too close to just being, a, like, functionally retarded. Like, he's just not a human. But, hit, like, Langley's joke of, like, that's a good joke for someone to be an idiot, and it's a little more subtle and funny. Like, it made me laugh. I actually, that whole scene, I liked that whole scene of when they finally figure out the monkey can communicate, and he's like, stop calling me by my slave name. Yeah, yeah. Call me by my chosen name. <laughs> uh, just Simon. Simon White Thatch Potenloins. <laughs> I died, dude. I died. Loins. It was the best. <laughs> loins is pretty good. Um, they so so. Oh, oh boy. Here's another fucking moment I had. Uh, he's they basically the monkey went to them because like I like they're like how did you know to email us and he's like I read your newspaper and he's like oh oh my god you read my like yeah. you're a fan or whatever and he's like I found it lining my cage. <laughs> yeah. Here's my problem with that gag. This is a subscription newspaper, right? Like, they, they talk about having the subscriptions. People have to yeah. order it. So that means somebody at the government installation bought that newspaper <laughs> just to make animal shit on it. Like, that, Oh, God, I didn't even think of that. That's, that's so funny. That's, like, so crazy. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's such a government... Like, they talk about government spending. You're, oh, like, God. subscribed just because you're a dick? Like, that's, that's funny to me. That's so funny. Uh, but so the premise becomes that the, that he that uh, I'm sorry Simon, not not a slave name, is uh, tells them like, look, I don't like don't bring me in. I won't help, but I can turn you onto a bigger fish. One of the other monkeys uh, was also became smart, and he's an assassin. And they also they kind of lead up to the assassin bit too, yeah. where like it's like not just the animals wouldn't just be spies. What if uh, you know? Gorbachev or whoever they say his house cat is is walking around his feet right when he's going to go down the stairs and he you know, like they, no one would ever suspect it. Uh, so they have Bobo, this monkey Bobo is also a Russian assassin, a Soviet monkey, a Soviet monkey <laughs> assassin, uh, and like Which he's going to take out the French like prime minister or something. So at this the is zoo. So this is my this is a moment where I w- where I was like maybe later in the episode I go if I had just been able to suspend disbelief but in the middle of this these guys are supposed to be smart conspiracy theorists and he's playing them so well because I'm going like a fucking right, fiddle the whole how time. did you know about Bobo is there yeah, like a, yeah, yeah there's no is there they don't an IRC say like, channel where super smart monkeys yeah, yeah, on the yeah, deep yeah, web yeah, get yeah, together yeah yeah they got a tour browser <laughs> right. uh, there's yeah there's no they don't say like Bobo used to he never even goes to like Bobo was one of us. 
us at this facility. The whole point is that the Soviets also have uh, an intelligent monkey program. Yeah. Um, they don't it, – but so, yeah, there's no reason why he would know about Bobo unless they're somehow in communication. But these idiots, they never see anything coming uh, to the point where – so, oh, like, they God. eventually make it to the zoo uh, – <laughs> There's a monk like this is what's so fucking ridiculous about how dumb these characters are. So like they're they're going there to try to save the French prime minister from what they think is a monkey assassin. And for the first time, I buy them not calling the police because they're like, it's not like we can call the cops. We're going to tell them there's a fucking (laughs) monkey assassin around. I'm like, all right, I'll buy that. Uh, So they go to see and like Langley sees this monkey holding a banana and he's like gun and dies in front of like knocks the French prime minister down. Not thinking for a minute, like you're at the zoo. Very often there are monkeys with bananas there. Like, oh, God. there's no, no, not one of these four humans, five humans, Eve Harlow, Jimmy, and the three of them are able to outthink a monkey. This monkey. <laughs> My uh, favorite. The, in the background of that episode, is that a scene where he tackles French Prime Minister? The guards are just drop kicking him. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. I was like, they yeah, the shit he out deserves of him. that beating. He totally deserves it. And but there's also so like so they're trying to fit, and they realize eventually that like they they're going to try to pull a switcheroo and bring Bo like they're going to bring Bobo to the military people to get Jimmy and uh, the other guy back. And uh, they're like, they get there, and the guy's like, this isn't our monkey. This is crazy. I'll gladly lock all of you away until I get my monkey back. Uh, They go back to the zoo. They give him, like, some regular monkey. And we find out that fucking Simon is hiding at the zoo. The whole reason being that he wants – there was one of his other – one of the other monkeys in the lab was sent to the zoo because it wasn't, like, becoming smart. And it was a female monkey that he was in love with, so he just wanted to break out to go be with his his monkey mate. Uh, This whole monkey switcheroo thing was, like, a peanut shell game that I could not I couldn't follow because there was one that had, like, a white thing. Yeah. And then, like, I I think we're supposed to believe that Simon dyed its own – his like, somehow managed to dye his hair gray to match that other monkey. Well, he had the gray hair to begin with. So from what I – So somebody dyed the other one then. He got in a – in a transport vehicle, sent himself to the zoo, right. then dyed his hair black and then white again, and then trade like it's. It was, I was going. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, and none of it made sense. I, I, I feel like they stopped trying to make it make sense like halfway through explaining it. Yeah. They were like, "Well, this guy has a white thing, and then this one, yeah, you get it." Like they just kind of gave up on that. Uh, there's also a really creepy moment where Jimmy is like, they're like trying, like Jimmy is the one to be like, "Don't you get it?" This is fucking Simon, you idiots. He's here for like because he's in love with this other monkey. You're like, oh, why do you want to be at the zoo? Like, it's a cage. You'll be back in a cage. And he's like, the whole world is a cage when you're alone, or whatever the monkey says. And then Jimmy's like, and eh, just look at her, man. She's hot. <laughs> what? Jimmy, oh, like, come on. There's a like, there's a bit of you can be an idiot, and there's a bit of him like, if he had been like, just look be- at them, they're in love. Yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. But you can't have one of your main characters go, I want to fuck that monkey, <laughs> and expect me to like be on so his poor. side. Oh, man. It's so fucking weird, it the choices a, they make with these characters. Such a strange moment. I really feel like they were trying to prove that Jimmy has the intellect of a simian, where he can recognize the difference between monkeys. <laughs> He's just monkey smart. That's yeah, all he is. exactly. And, but then the hyper smart monkey is the only one that like can he can relate to. I, it was such a silly... Ending that 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 exact line was one where I was like, oh god, that was such an easy gag. When earlier, 
when they had him. Okay, so this is another one of my favorite scenes in this. Remember when they first catch Jimmy? Yeah. And they're interrogating him. Yeah. And then Langley's like, God only knows what he's telling them. And then they cut to Jimmy and he's like, I'm a part of the Monkey Liberation Army. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I also it. very there was a line in there that made me laugh too, where he's selling like he's like, I'm what like we're we're for all monkeys, chimps, uh, orangutans, those weird ones with the big butts. Like there's another butt gag, by the way. But like I like the idea that he's like trying to be in oh, the Monkey God. Liberation Army, but doesn't know the name of more than two monkeys. <laughs> there's all there's also a moment that I, I had a problem with where like so the monkey initially when they get to the zoo tackles uh there's a chimp that takes out Frohickey runs and then uh uh Eve pulls out this tranquilizer and like it's like approaching the monkey the chimp and it's like all right let's dance that chimp would tear you apart yeah there is you can't like walk like she doesn't even have a tranquilizer gun it's not like she can shoot it from far away it's like like she has to push it into the monkey. That monkey would literally rip your face. Like, we know for a fact monkeys rip bitches' faces off. It's happened yeah. in real life now. We've <laughs> seen it. Like, uh, yeah, anyway. I agree I, this with episode, you. That scene was super. I was like, oh, God, this is not. I, I, I would have laughed if, like, the next scene was just them at her, at her funeral. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, just four different caskets from her body's been ripped so to pieces. Hard at that, but I agree. <laughs> that would be so bad. Uh, the other, the problem with this episode, and I get that you like it, and, and there, it definitely works. There's parts of it that work for me very much. Um, I just feel like as far as everything they were trying to pull off, they, they pulled it off. This was a more episode. successful episode yeah. than most. This episode would work if this was the the comedic relief episode in a series of semi-serious episodes. Yeah. But it's just another goofball thing that makes me not really give a fuck. Like if like if the rest of these were all serious and then there was this one where it's about love and whatever. I'm like, oh okay, that's sweet and you're fine. I'm fine with all this. But they're just it's just a this is exactly the same as the episode before it in its tone and goofiness or whatever. Like right. I just I'm not that into it. Which I think, brings us <laughs> I think I was only excited about this because this is the only episode in the series so far that's actually made me laugh. Like it's the only one that I genuinely laughed yeah, at. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, Okay, you guys, this was what you were going for, and this is the only one where you really got, got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it was, and I looked it up, and it was written by Vince Gilligan, and I was like, yeah, okay, right. yeah, 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 I'm yeah. a fan of this one. I'll buy that. This is totally... But I, I agree with you overall, as far as like them trying to ever make a point. Yeah, yeah, the mark yeah, entirely. Yeah. And again, the stakes are way too low. <laughs> uh, which brings us to some fairly high stakes of episode eight. Yeah. Um... But doesn't really... Okay, so here's... Episode 8 opens in a way that I actually kind of liked. Uh, they're on a cruise ship, and they uh, you see them like... I didn't like the the mirror gag was dumb. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, they, do the, you, they do the classic, like, guys looking at a pane of glass, and you're his reflection gag, and they're, like, moving together. That doesn't work... Like, that works in a Marx Brothers movie... It's not going to work. You can't trick someone to think you're off. Like, you're always off by, like, half a second. Anyway, so they, they, this Elvis guy walks up. Jimmy is also dressed like Elvis. The other problem is they look nothing alike other than the fact that they're dressed like Elvis. The guy who is, like, eight is like 70 years old, and Jimmy's supposed to be impersonating him. Um, but they do it long enough to distract the guy so they can knock him out. And it turns out they're doing it because Langley is convinced that he's the real Elvis. <laughs> and uh, he's I been hiding that. out as an Elvis impersonator. I I was very excited for an episode where they were tackling sort of like a famous 
conspiracy idea like that like that like that level of goofiness would have worked for me they could have done a lot of really fun stuff with that uh and i thought for a second they were going to continue on that path like they they get the guy and then they're gonna thumbprint him and they find out like he's actually just wearing makeup and he's really black underneath so it's like oh this clearly isn't elvis um but when they get out of like they they get they get back to home base or whatever they're like well you know you're on to a lot like this guy died at the same time it's whatever you know we should keep pulling at this thread there's something there and then they drop it immediately because they're going to like this the the main story of the episode but like when they came back from that break for the for the credits uh, and they were still talking about elvis i was like oh fuck they're gonna do the elvis is real and like that could be a fun thing they could do any number of why is he hiding why is he faking his death can be anything yeah government conspiracy aliens it could be anything so like i was like oh this will be fun no not at all just dropped it dropped it immediately to cover uh so an old woman shows up with her lawyer and says i'm i've been a fan of yours i've been reading your newspaper since the first issue uh, I have a, like a case to solve or whatever. Her son has been convicted of murder. Only she knows he's innocent. He's on death row. He's going to be executed in like a week. You've got to help me prove he's innocent. I really like Jimmy's idea of like, we've got to do it. And I know how we can break into the jail <laughs> and pretend like we can pretend to be prisoners, sneak in and break him out because they did it on the A team. And oh, I very much God. enjoy those guys. Like there was a reaction of like, He's always suggesting things they did on the A team. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's his re- like his like logic is constantly yeah, yeah. yeah, his logic's always like, well the A team did it, then we can do it. That made me laugh. Um I had a problem with so so basically they agree to do it. They're like, All right, we're gonna sneak you into prison or whatever. Uh why isn't Fro Hickey the one to go in with Jimmy? Oh, He's yeah, the man know. of action, right? He's the tough guy. Their whole reason for not wanting to do it in the first place is like neither of us would last a day in prison. Well, if any of you can, it's Fro Hickey. He's the tough guy, right? Yeah. No. Nope. He's the one that actually has the, the kung fu skills. Apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Fro Hickey doesn't go. It's, uh, it's Jimmy and I still can't remember that guy's name. Byers. Byers. Thank yeah. you very much. I will say this. Like, I, I, uh, Jimmy makes sense to me. Sure, right? like he's like Jimmy, a he's like strong, yeah, young, whatever. Big, we've already established that he has inhuman strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He flipped gonna, a van over, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> sure. Anyone's going to survive in prison? It's Jimmy, a hundred percent. But the buyer's choice made no sense to me, aside from like he's convinced that the guy is, guilty is, is innocent. innocent because his mom is a big fan of his writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I got whatever. Uh, here's the other problem with this episode. At one point, I looked up. We were 22 minutes into this episode, mm-hmm. and they had advanced the mystery 0%. Yeah. They were literally were like in, like they had snuck into jail. They hadn't even met the guy yet. Like, nothing as far as the mystery is concerned had been even remotely talked about. So it's literally just a these two guys in jail episode. And I'm like, I don't, what? Why am I, like, that's not what I watch the show for. Uh, they meet. It's an expose on the yeah, on yeah, the yeah, four yeah, prison conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about the space prison industrial complex. Uh, they meet. Uh, they're first off, as always with these prison things, very convenient that they're putting cells directly next to each other, yeah. so that they can talk the whole time. Um, How lucky for them, right? <laughs> right. They're put next to each other across from uh, a mildly retarded black guy with a cricket fetish or a cockroach like a cockroach pet um 
And then a, a super psychopath. And then a crazed like, a Mexican lisp. murderer with a lisp. <laughs> Which, by the way, when he talks at the end, does he even have a lisp? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the middle. I think he lisped one time when he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Once. That was the only. And yeah. it was so forced that I was like, really? The whole so like the pre- like he doesn't talk at all when they first meet him and one of the other prisoners tells Byers like yeah he's got this crazy lisp and like you know he's real sensitive about it so that's why he doesn't talk. Uh, Byers at one point needs to like get into the he needs to get sent to the infirmary because that's where the the woman's son is. Uh, so she's like I'm gonna get beat up by this guy and they'll send me to the infirmary. Uh huh. And he's like starts going like hey there sir how's this day like he's like making fun of his lisp. But then we meet the guy, and the guy has several lines in this episode. Doesn't lisp. Not even one. He just even, talks. I honestly did not remember him lisping one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe well, I just missed it. It might have been, but it doesn't make sense to me. The other thing I did, I did I also actually think like they never. He, Byers never talks to him before this. Right. So the first time he talks to him is when because it's Jimmy that's calling out to him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The first time Byers ever engages this dude, he does it with, with a lisp. lisp. So, so why doesn't he just have a? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't this guy thought me? This guy just has a lisp. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Like if you had a lisp and some other dude was just like, "Hey, what's going on?" Wouldn't you be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> lisp brothers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, the thing I did like in this episode is Eve when they when she meets up with Frohicki and Langley and they tell her the plan. She's like, "Didn't you fucking idiots ever think of going in dressed as guards, maybe, <laughs> or someone's lawyer, or anything where you could leave afterwards?" Like I did. Like, yeah, he's fucking up. They're so uh, inept. Agreed. I especially love that they were like, well, A-Team. Like, that was their response. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, it turns out that... I, I do like the, the fact that we. it turns out, yeah, the guy's a killer. He's 100% guilty. I did like that, too. Um, yeah, I like that sure. that was... But I agree with you in that it could have happened way sooner. Like, there was Anything. no reason for as they, much... Even if, it, like, even if they just give me something, little, like, bits and pieces on the way there, I'd have been fine with it. Yeah. But it's literally halfway through the episode before they even come back to that storyline at all. And then uh, on the outside, we find out that... Uh, so he, he went to jail for robbing a restaurant and killing the guy at the restaurant. Uh and it turns out that there's like an evil hotel company, yeah, that's buying land. up land or and and wants his land and are willing to kill to get it. Which like, this is two thousand and or whatever it was then, uh, two thousand and one. Is that real? Like they just buy like that's not like corporations are evil, but they're not that kind of evil where they're yeah, just normally, murdering I mean, people for their restaurants. Like this is like this is I, if this was if this was the Soviet Union, yeah. I mean, if yeah. it was in Russia, that kind of makes sense. But even there, they're super savvy. Like we already know how this goes down. They usually go and they pass some ordinance where it becomes way too expensive for you to keep your building, right? Or they convince the the government to reassess this the tax land. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're forced into bankruptcy or, or into sales. A hundred percent. No one kills anybody anymore. <laughs> This is in the 20s. Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't fucking Deadwood. Like, yeah. What are you yeah, talking it just, about? It just didn't make any sense. But So, like, the whole overarching mystery of the episode is that they paid the woman's son to kill him so that they could buy the restaurant. And then, this is where I don't understand. He's like, so the son starts, like, going, I don't want to do any appeals. I'm trying to rush this date. I want to get my, be executed. And I guess the idea is that they'll take care of his mom. 
So this was the big thing for me that I had a problem with this episode. They never explain what his motivation is for keeping his mouth shut. Right. Aside from the fact that he's actually guilty. Right? So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this crime. But then let's back up. Why were you so determined to fight it? Why is your mother convinced you're not guilty? He's a paid assassin. Exactly. If someone sh- – he's not going to have fucking – he's a hitman. He's yeah. not going to have like pangs of remorse where he feels guilty for it. He should – what should happen – like if someone showed up to a hitman and was like, hey, you have to like like – we're going to get you out of here. He would lie and tell them whatever they needed to hear yeah. to get out of jail. Like, exactly. It doesn't make a lick of sense that not only is he not trying to get out of jail, he's trying to push forward the execution aid. Like, he's trying to die. And they don't say, like, oh, they're like they threatened his mom. Right. If That's they had what done I like, expected. There's a thing where, like, they paid him some money. They paid him, like, 20 grand or whatever. And I guess the mom maybe gets some money. Even that but that's not enough for him to fucking kill himself agreed. for. Even that they don't establish. Like, did this guy say, hey, man, you're going to be executed for this thing. Uh, what If you go ahead and just accept it, I will take care of your mom for the rest yeah, of the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been something. But no, they spend way too much time with him just lying in a hospital bed threatening buyers. Like, ask me about this again, I'll slit your throat. Yeah, 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 all right. yeah, all right, I guess. Cool. Uh, they send the fucking Mexican guy with the lisp. Uh, by the way, that actor has been, has made the big, the best, like, career of, like, people's racist fear of Mexicans. He has played tough Mexican thug in. I don't know a hundred things. Yeah, like he like looks super familiar. Oh yeah, he's literally like it's so many things that I can't like name them off right. the top of my head right now. But he's literally just been in like he's go to Mexican thug like to the point where I feel like like a twenty year career of just playing that guy. Wow. And it's like I feel like and like he's like a tough looking Mexican guy with like tattoos and shit. And part of me thinks he was an actor that was like. Going out for real parts, and then he got like a couple of gigs where he played like Mexican street thug, and he was like, you know, I'll do this for now, but it'll be my stepping stone to the next thing. And then eventually he realized that's all he's going to get, so he just went full on like tatted himself up and just went like, well, if this is what it's going to be, this is how I'm paying my bills. Yeah. Um, Which is a I have a subtle respect for him in that way. It just game the system to your advantage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they at one point they sneak in a they have Eve sneak in a, a device so that they can communicate with Langley with uh with Byers and Jimmy, right? Right. And uh, Jimmy and the so they give the device to Jimmy. The device like she sneaks in like a like a sexied up girl halter top kind of thing to like flirt her way past the guards. <laughs> the thing they give him is so big. <laughs> it's like it's like half a Google oh, Glass. Really it's a Google giant. Glass. It's like a thing that comes out in front of his eye, like a little screen that he can then see them and they can talk or whatever, and it lights up. You're hiding. Like, just give him one of the little earpieces that you've used in every, every fucking episode. episode. They give him this giant fucking thing that he's supposed to hide. Here's the other mystery of the episode that is completely unexplained. I have no idea what happened. Um... The half-retarded black dude with the bugs. Somehow they find out he's innocent? How? I think So this is the thing. They do not know how to do procedural on this show. Yeah. They, I mean, and you would think they would because they're doing the X-Files sure. at the same time. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. No, they don't. So they're going through the research, and I guess they just stumbled upon the notion that this dude was also 
held accountable for another crime in a building that the lawyer guy bought. Uh, That's what I understood. Okay. They're, they show no evidence of it. Yeah, They're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, we were looking, and we assumed that this dude's innocent. Also innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's definitely guilty. So maybe he killed this other guy, too, and this guy was just in the wrong place. And, and I just... <laughs> And I guess we're supposed dumb. to buy that he's innocent because he's nice to bugs. Yeah. Like, when we meet him, he's, like, trying to get his pet bug back, and then the Mexican guy kills it. Uh, and, like, Jimmy kind of forms his bond with him. Uh, and he says some mystical shit. He says some, <laughs> he says some magical Negro shit. <laughs> and then at one point, Jimmy tells him, like, what would you do? if, Like, let's say we could prove – let's say somebody came along and knew you were innocent and could prove it, like – what would you do? And he's like, you know, I'd never waste another moment of precious time that God gives me on this earth, and blah, blah, blah. And I would, I would live my dream of helping those people that can't, helping those of God's creatures, the weakest of God's creatures that can't speak for themselves and can't help themselves. And Jimmy's like, oh, you mean the poor? And he's like, no, I mean cockroaches. <laughs> he's just so obsessed with cockroaches. Oh, so at the end of the episode, they get him out of jail because they eventually have convinced the son to talk, um, or they convince the son to talk. He they get the lawyer gets sent to jail. He gets out of jail and opens a roach rescue place. There's a moment in this where <laughs> okay, so Byers is supposed to be this like really gifted writer slash order. But yeah. when he's trying to convince his son, they give him a note that's like he did it. The yeah. son did it. Yeah, yeah. And then all Byers says is tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth. That was his whole magical yeah, yeah, yeah. speech. And moment. that's all it took. And then that, it's literally all it took. The son immediately tells the truth at that yeah. point. <laughs> he's like, you're right. I should tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I felt so weird with the roach rescue thing because like at its core, this is a fairly grounded episode. Outside, you know, it's goofy that they went into jail or whatever like that, and the, the fucking like tech or whatever. But at this core, it's a murder mystery that they solve, and they yeah. like get an innocent man out of jail. It's a pretty grounded episode, and then to just throw in this weird guy opens a roach rescue business, it just felt so out of place to the rest of the episode. Oh man, the beat was way off, and then especially because right after that, they cut to the son being executed and the in a rain. Yeah, 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 and the mom <laughs> yeah, comes out. And that was kind of a bummer. Like the son yeah. dies. I was like, what? Just what? Why? There was such a disconnect there. This goofy roach mo- moment. Yeah, and I feel like the- that was supposed to be the happy ending for us. Was the guy, the black guy, getting out in the roach moats and the and roach? We could just turn off the episode, or if we preferred to be dark, keep watching. <laughs> keep watching where this, where the guy who's finally does right is killed, and his mom has to cry. It's yeah. a fucking weird way to wrap up these episodes. Oh man, uh, I am. Very much going to be happy when we are done with this series. I, I, I guess this is one of those things where you remember something from your youth and it just doesn't hold up. Doesn't? Yeah, you, you're you're advanced now. You understand the breakdown of a story. I guess this is totally Thundercats for me. Yeah, <laughs> were you a big? Did I, you have? I did you try it. to watch Thundercats again recently? Yeah, I loved it as a kid. Sure, I watched that. the shit out of it as a kid. That and Knight Rider too. I loved Knight Rider as uh-huh. a kid. And then, and then I bought the first season and was like, oh my god. This is so bad. <laughs> I've yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that shit like. I feel like most everything that you watched as a kid doesn't really hold up. Um, there's like few exceptions, but like anything that's real gimmicky shit, like like Knight Rider or stuff yeah. that they kind of wrote towards kids, but that was like te- not like cartoons or whatever. Like obviously that's goofy, but like like a Knight Rider or a Viper or any of those fucking sort of like way oh, man, gimmicky Viper too. <laughs> Manimal. I'm gonna have to try to find Manimal somewhere for this show oh, man. because be holy fuck, do you remember Manimal? Uh yeah, I remember watching like two episodes. Of well, that. yeah, I don't know how many episodes they even made, but like 
I was definitely like a manimal kid for a while there, and I was like, oh, this isn't. I went back, tried to find it on YouTube, I think, with Nick one night all high, and I was like, yeah. oh, even stoned, I can't watch this horse shit. God. Uh, that's about it. What you got to plug? Yeah, thank you so much for watching. I mean, no, what do I have to plug? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've. Oh, the mission's happening this Thursday. So when you guys hear this episode, this will be out. Yeah, that night, go see them. Go to the mission at Cold Town. What's the story? What's the theme this month? It's Yelped. So I'm bringing a bunch of people who have Yelp stories where they got a Yelp review and then they tell the other side of the story. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. Actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I will be in Houston this weekend at Whatever Fest. Nice. Uh, It's a bunch of all. I think like Jizzes there and Ghostland Observatory, a bunch of bands, and then like T.J. Miller, Doug Benson, Ari Shafir. It's a good fucking festival. So come out to that. Uh, I will be in L.A. in January. Uh, why am I bringing up a plug fucking a month out? Yeah, well, whatever. Next week, man. I'll do that next week. It's fine. <laughs> uh, just, I literally li- just got the email to confirm a show, and I was oh, like, nice. awesome. And then fucking, it's, I'll, I'll, br- I'll bring it up later. Um, so, yeah, go, go, if you're in Houston, go to Whatever Fest. Oh, uh, you know what I would like to promote? Yeah. Are we, we going to do a Thanksgiving episode next week? We'll put one out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Then if you're in town in Austin, I'll be at Cap City with Mac Blake. He's headlining it. Oh, that'll be awesome. For him. Yeah, so you should definitely go to that. If you're in Austin, go to Cap City for that. That'll be great. Uh, I will... There was... Wow, what the fuck was the other thing I was going to plug? Oh, The Sting. Fucking December 2nd. King B. Sting is back. It's a great lineup. Uh, Ralph Hardesty, Kat Razinski, Seth Roach. It's going to be a really fun show, so come out to that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chris Cubis, at Chef. Uh, and you know, if you like us, go on iTunes and give us a little rating, a little review, five stars. That'd be awesome. I appreciate it. We'll see you next week.